Welcome, peasants, to week four of the Joker and the Queen podcast. I am Queen Brienne, and this is Charlie, Charlie the Joker, aka the Joker. <laughs> oh, week four. That's four weeks of shenanigans. Of us sticking to something for four weeks. I think that's impressive. That's super impressive. Doing something like like the whole date night thing kind of thrown out the window after the first date night. We want to do a date night weekly. That hasn't happened. But we get to do this weekly. Yeah, we wanted to wash our sheets weekly. That hasn't happened. Yeah, not a lot of things happen weekly, but this has happened weekly. It has. And we have had quite a following. I've been actually really impressed. It's one of those things like the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is refresh the phone to see where we stood for the previous day. Yeah, thanks everybody. He doesn't even look at me anymore. <laughs> he used to scare, stare lovingly into my eyes. And now I'm like pushing her away so I can roll over and grab my phone. It's, it's, it's not to that extent, no. Not yet, but it might get there very soon. But I was impressed throughout the week because we, we held steady on this Podomatic site at fourth place, which actually today we did, the stats refreshed extremely late, but as of today we were in sixth place. Sixth place. So we were, but we were fourth place for like three days this week. So that's, that to me is really impressive. Like there's the numbers, there's just, I'm getting, I'm starting to get a lot of feedback, a lot of messages from people. There's a couple, have been a few comments on the blog, a couple of those. Or my mom, so they don't count. Yeah, it does two count. Well, once it counts. Once it counts for your mom, and then every other time it just doesn't. Um, we did not reach enough comments yet for Charlie to put on my sexy negligee. And I thought my opinion on that is that was a if we could get it within the next week, and that's that was expired last week. So. But yeah, well, I mean, I guess I am one of those pushover people. Like when the kids ask me for candy and then they get a piece of candy and then they ask me for more candy and I usually say no but I am a pushover for you <laughs> I was gonna say you're never a, <laughs> you never very rarely very you know it's not never but you very rarely give in to that candy question uh yeah I'm a candy stickler I get candy whenever I want it though yeah but never in front of me I just find your wrappers everywhere yeah you. I try to hide it as well as possible so um we started decorating our studio over the last couple weeks here. This week's new additions, which will um, feature in the show notes or however you do that, pictures on the blog of some sort. Um, I need to get better at pictures of the blog. Okay. Um, new Year's resolution. You got a couple months to get ready for that. So in a couple months, pictures will get better. Let me tell them what I did. Continue. So... I refinished our podcasting chairs this week. Did I talk about that last week? I think that was a last week thing. Oh, I did, because you want to know why? Because I remember telling everybody how you um, made me watch Mall Rats, but then I think we kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, we kind of abruptly ended. Last, last week was last kind week. of all over the place. Very, it was like a wild card week where we didn't really have anything to talk about, so we just talked about nothing. Very scatterbrained, yeah. So this week we came with a whiteboard of show notes that we actually want to talk about and we'll see whether or not we can stick to it. I don't know. Probably. But along with the whole update of the podcast studio, mm -hmm. the queen made 
a very cool addition of a recording sign. Hi, Dad. It has Christmas lights, white Christmas lights around it. There'll be pictures of that posted. And the lights come off of that and go up to the ceiling of the room and around the room. So the entire room's lit with white lights. Um, And I, I really did ask you how you fixed those lights. Did you really not fix lights and they just came on? Or there what? was a section that wasn't working and I actually stood on the chair, the old chair, the redone chair that is an old chair that's a little rickety. But I stood on the thing and I wiggled every bulb that wasn't working. Couldn't get the lights to come back on. It's just the stretch, like walking into the room, you don't see it. It's above your head. But when you're in the room, you can see it. And then when I slammed the door, which seals pretty tightly, it must have jarred something and brought them back. So that was a true story that you told me. So they're, they're zombie lights. All right. So we just have to be careful with them. Great. Awesome. Did you get bit or scratched? I haven't been bit or scratched, so we're okay. Okay, awesome. So we have a special request this week. And the special request... Why are you laughing so hard but trying not to? We do? Yes, (laughs) Question mark? Really? You don't remember our special request? I will as soon as you say it. We are going to be talking... So in the first episode, we kind of touched on a certain living situation that we were thrown into kind of and um we have been uh, asked to expound on that a little bit more by some of our listeners so we will talk about that this week we have some lead up to it that we will touch on yeah we want to kind of start at the beginning kind of a a little bit and go through a little bit of that in more detail kind of highlight some of the fun moments we had I also want to quick, um, can we do shout out corners? You can do a shout out if you'd like. Okay, so my shout out this week is going to be for my very, very good friend, Heather. Hi, Heather. She is right now, as we speak, queuing up episode number one. She just downloaded our app. Nice. Um, so I promised her that she would get a shout out in this episode. So welcome to the podcast, Heather. Heather is a mom of one little boy, and she is expecting. We have been friends since, oh my goodness, when have we been friends since? Elementary school, middle school, middle school, um, like sixth grade. So we're the kind of friends that you don't have to talk all the time in order to maintain your friendship. We just kind of pick up where we left off every single time that we catch up every now and again yes so um and we've been she accepted my, my request to be her friend on snapchat a little while ago and we've been snapping and her current obsession right now is walmart and she'd like to me to give a psa um do not or i'm sorry her <laughs> her obsession is not walmart it's watermelon it's watermelon <laughs> How can you be obsessed with Walmart? It's not. It's watermelon, but don't buy it from Walmart. That's her PSA. I do have to say, I read an interesting article. I read a lot of articles, mm. probably like ba- bathroom reading or something. Mm. But it read. You I read. There a lot. I read about how to choose a watermelon. There's a really good article out there about what to look for. The brown spot on the bottom shows how long it was sitting in the field. Hmm. So the larger the brown spot on the bottom, the better the watermelon is. And what then if you can tell by the coloring. Fecal matter. Could be fecal matter. Well, Heather, maybe you should get a link to this article. We'll put it in the pod. I notes. can put that in the show notes also. Awesome. Make a note of that. Uh, make make a note. Make a note. Okay. So 
briefly though what else did we do this week no no no, no. i did a shout out you have to do a shout out I have to do a shout out yeah um actually kind of along the same lines of that speaking of the android app which was made by this amazing joker of a android developer he's a joke myself um i've been making android apps for podcasts for quite a while and one of the very first ones i made was for a podcast called seven days a geek and that's hosted by jason the angry ginger and i actually had a conversation with him he was one of those people who was interested in hearing more about our <clears throat> our interesting living situation. The only person. So that I wanted to kind of give a shout out to him for that. Um, he also does a podcast called Podcasting 101. Ooh, yeah. Which is a cool podcast if, it, if you're interested in learning how to podcast or where to get started. You know, I think that I probably should have listen to that prior to starting my prod my podcast it's a, i've listened to i haven't listened to it all i'm i'm at all or all i haven't listened to the entire thing okay the entire run but i've listened in the beginning is that I what you to started playing for me earlier today i started to play one in the living room earlier so maybe we should that'll be our our go-to podcast maybe we should start at the beginning of that and listen to that together we can do that since he's listening to ours and everything and I am also a little bit behind on Seven Days a Geek, his other you podcast. You have said that, yes. Which, I'm a huge fan of that podcast. And you're so a geek, so... I am a geek. I, I am definitely, most definitely a geek. So, just wanted to give a shout out to him. Woot Hopefully we can meet all of his expectations in this episode. I hope so. Or exceed. Exceed would be the best approach. Okay, so, um, what else do we do this week? You want to... Do that really quick before we dive into our list of four things that we want to talk about. I got Sega working on the Wii. Yes, and I got to play Sonic. Got to play Sonic. There's a, there is Sonic, though. There's a version of Sonic that I... That's not on there. Something you played that isn't there. Yes. So, but I played it on the Xbox. Obviously, Sonic... But it was it was an old... It was like a... Like a retro sort of thing. Yeah, and it was the one, and maybe our listeners can help us out with this, since they evidently don't want to see you half naked. Maybe they can help me out with my Sonic playing. It's the one where when you go, so you can, you collect X amount of, what are they, rings? Rings. And then you, you know how you run through and you get the, um, you go through the doo-doo-doo. Where you, if you die, you start right back at that place again. It's called a checkpoint. Checkpoint, thank you. Um, not a geek, okay? <laughs> so, maybe a little help with the lingo. Um, but when you go through that checkpoint, you jump. If you have that certain amount of rings, you can jump into this big ring. And then you go to a secret place. And this secret place is like a race. And you collect all these different... Like balls, like chaos, okay. emerald things, and if you or no 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 I'm sorry you collect you collect rings and if you get to a certain amount of rings and you can proceed, and then if you finish you get a chaos emerald. Okay. I suppose this would be something that we could Google too. Probably not with that many. If words. there was this cool place that you could go and just type something in, like what you were looking for. Speaking and of then... which, did you notice that I sent you a "Let me Google that for you"? You, earlier you today? did, and I saw the the URL, yeah. and I didn't click it because I knew you were being sarcastic. <laughs> where I asked the question that, like, I don't know what this is, 
and it would have been just as many like clicks on my phone to just go to the Google app and type it in and see what it was. And then I would have been super impressed that you knew what it was. And then I would have been like, like yeah, oh yeah, sure. I do this. And then you would, when you, when you grab my phone and look at my Google history and then tease me about things I search, then yeah. you would give me a hard time. I haven't about done that. that in a while though, but that, that can be right in here with our fun outings or how we got started. It is definitely part of our backstory, me getting teased. About your internet search. <laughs> about what I searched for, or she would use a word I would know, and then... And we got to make sure that if there's anything in here that's probably not for, suited for certain audiences, that we let your mom know that she should probably turn off your podcast. So we'll have, like, maybe we should have, like, a code word for people if it's, like, not safe. Yeah, like, if we if our rating NSF changes... Not, not safe, safe for, for mom. mom. <laughs> You'd be like, Mom, turn your volume down, yeah. count to 100, turn it back up. Yep, basically. Uh, we'll don't, give you the green don't light. Hit, don't hit stop or walk away. Just, Just turn the volume down and minute. wait. We'll, we'll go back to... Don't change that dial. Yeah. Okay, so anything else you want to talk about? We went and saw Su- Suicide Squad. Which we... I didn't think was bad. I don't know Did if we, we touched on that last time? week or not. I I, I enjoyed remember. the movie. It was enjoying enjoyable. It was enjoying. <laughs> what was more enjoyable, the movie or the fact that you spent the evening with me by ourselves it was fun to be by ourselves for the first time in a long time we went and got french fries afterwards which i thought was kind of pushing it since we already got the whole movie for a date night but i mean you only live once right yeah i i didn't get any popcorn so fair enough we did something else too oh we went out for uh shorty's birthday yes we did so that was awesome, and uh, we we both realized how socially awkward we are. We are both very socially awkward. Until we got there, and then it was we were okay. That's how, how it always happens, isn't it? It's always like, who's going to be there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's because we're so used to our beginning and how we, if we ever went somewhere. Yeah. Like Buffalo Wild Wings, for example, which we can... We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Stay tuned for Buffalo Wild Wings. And then while we were there at the party, we decided that as soon as Chris got there, that's when we were going to jet. Yeah. We pre-decided that. Absolutely. At the... It definitely was not an accident. Right. Or, and it was it was she, intentional. He did bring his beautiful wife, though, so we thought, oh, maybe we should stay. But we'll then... stick around a few minutes. but Yeah, just to make that, yeah, safe face. So. Just kidding, Chris. We love you. Is Chris listening? Possibly. Did you hand out business cards? I don't remember if I gave Chris a business card, which you, I did. I made up cool business cards. They're awesome. If you happen to see us, don't forget to ask for one. Or if you want one, mail send, to you. Send me your address, and I'll mail one in an envelope to you. Or I could just put a picture of it on the. No, page. maybe they want an actual an I actual will, card with a handwritten note from one of the kids. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. And a picture of Charlie half naked. Cool. All right. So that brings us right into our top four weekly bullet points. Yeah. So I do. I like how you bulleted them. I did totally out of order. <laughs> no, they're not in order, but they're bulleted. They're almost in order. I was like, why is number four at the top? The last one we're going to talk about on top, but that was the requested one. It was, so it's, yeah, it was they're the in order of priority. That we had a request. Okay. So, in order to get to our request, which is number four, we have to start with how we got started. We kind of briefly touched on that at the first episode, and I think a lot of people were like, ooh, I want to hear more about it. Maybe, maybe not. So, we used to work at Sprint together, and we 
Um, I started in November of some year, 2013, maybe. Maybe. And I'll let you start because I love your this story. Well, I worked there prior. I worked there full time prior to this, and then I got my other job, and I quit and moved to the other job completely, and then was kind of bugged for they needed help through the summer or something at some point and they wanted to know if I'd come back part-time and when I quit Sprint I started working full-time at the other job or part-time at the other job full-time at Sprint part-time at the other job and then when they offered me full-time that's when I said I can't keep doing this anymore so I quit Sprint but then I came back to Sprint part-time again so then I was back to working like I'd leave the house at like five o'clock in the morning and be home at like nine o'clock at night. So I worked there. Um, and then one day, uh, one of the other girls that worked there mentioned that her cousin was starting work that day. And I can clearly remember the conversation. I remember her saying that and just kind of being curious about who it was. And I can still picture, I always sat pretty much in the same spot. Um, as a technician, I worked behind this glass. They called it the fishbowl. So I worked in a separate room behind the glass in a chair where everybody else was standing out helping people. I just kind of sat in the back and played like video games on the computer or whatever. So I can remember sitting there and I can remember her walking in and like seeing her come in and like grab a cash register or something and then rush over to and asking where, which register was register, whatever, and like setting up over there. I can like clearly remember that moment. Continue. <laughs> Continue. And I think we had some moments prior to anything happening between us. Um, yeah, well, your tagline... Okay, so he's so weird that he has a tagline, and it is... I have a couple of taglines. Okay, well, the specific one that I'm talking about right now that I'm thinking in my head, go! At random moments when things would be like, conversation would be happening, I would just pause and be like, are you coming on to me? And he used to say it all the time, and I knew it was his tagline. Well, I used to work with all guys when I worked at Verizon. And I worked and I, basically with all guys when I worked at Sprint. And I used to, like, a guy would say something, and I trained new, new hires in, so I would catch them off guard by being like, are you coming on to me? And they'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so and it, it, you get a different, re I didn't realize this, but you get a different reaction when you do it to someone of the opposite sex. You do. Um, now... I, he used to, well, the first time that he did it to me, I think I remember, and I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I was like scarlet red. I like was blushed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? I don't understand. And then, but it was his thing. And I realized later on that it was his thing. Um, but after a while, I was, I like started crushing on him a little bit. And, but I knew that there was no way in heck that he. It's like that whole thing in your head where like. Could it, 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 it's not even whether it could happen, but like, what if, like, if it did happen, could, well, I thought could you it were, be great? I thought you were super happily married. I thought you were like the coolest guy to be around. So I figured your home life was amazing. I was super jealous of your wife because I was like, God, she must like be so happy to have him home every single night. Like they, he's hilarious. They must have the best laughs. Like I'm just jealous. And then I remember distinctly that there was a time when we were both standing at the the laptop in the back and 
you were showing me something on the laptop and I our like hands were super close to each other and I was like trying to figure out if that was it was almost like you could feel the energy like we weren't even touching but you could feel the energy between us like and it was definitely one of those really awkward like everything else stopped around you yeah like, moments and you like just... you hear it like in movies and stuff that stuff happens yeah or books but in reality that's like what happened is we were trying i felt like we were trying so hard not to touch each other or not to, but if i felt it from head to toe in my whole entire body it was almost like a ringing like yeah and the funny thing is is that neither of us obviously knew this and it's something we talked about afterwards and we're both like yeah i felt the exact same way and he may be lying about it i don't know or you may be lying about it true no one will ever know no so he so about this time three years ago no two years ago two years ago right about this time actually pretty close to you were in new york yes for your grandmother's funeral and um i was obviously working um, I actually got a really bad haircut about this time, too, two years ago. The person cut my hair um, dry, didn't wet my hair down at all, and I had, like, the most ridiculous bob ever. Like, I'm surprised that you even were attracted to me at all. I looked so horrible. I just remember it was so bad. That means I need to scroll through your old Facebook pictures. <laughs> so bad. Don't you remember I had those wings and I used to clip them back? I do remember that, yeah. yeah. that was horrible. So, um... And then I remember shortly after he came back from New York and he had such a great time and he was so happy and it was super refreshing just for him to be there again. I, I hadn't really realized that he was gone, to be honest with you. And I'm sorry. But you were gone too. Yeah, I had been gone um, on certain vacation type situations. So, um, so yeah, true. That's probably why I didn't realize you were gone. Plus, you were so part time, anyways. I thought that maybe you were just. Yeah. There Although were times... I did know that you weren't out, that you were out of town because I remember writing on your or when you found out about your grandmother's passing, I wrote um, my condolences on your Twitter page, and then your response was, "Thanks, buddy," and I'm like, "Yeah, there's no way he's into me. <laughs> it's yeah. all in my head." That's another one of the I used to call pretty much everybody, buddy. It was so upsetting. I was like, oh, oh and there was one time when I remember that. Um, I wanted my bike pedal fixed or something like that. <laughs> and so you're like, you text me and you're, you're like, okay, send me the, or send me pictures of the bike pedal. Cause you're an in the closet bike repairman. And so I did, and then you responded back and then I texted you something else witty or something like that. And you didn't say anything after that. And I was like, yeah, that is another reason that he's not into me at all. But then again, I can remember another moment where... There was some sort of discrepancy over commissions or something, or no, it, had, it was it was uh, it was in regards to the not authorized but requested rule where Sprint Management wanted you to put insurance on every every line. We are gonna get just a slutter. <laughs> you can't talk about this. I can talk about this. There was a lawsuit. <laughs> Uh, okay, I think that was okay. part of the lawsuit. You're right, it was. And I can remember you walking out of that back meeting. room, like I don't, it was. It was like meeting with a couple people at a time, and I can remember you coming out of that room, 
with like the fakest, like most fake ear to ear smile, like biting your cheeks smile. And it was like, immediately I was like, what's wrong? Like, I can remember like questioning you, like stopping you. Like, what's, what's the problem? Are you, are you okay? And you were like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, no, you're not fine. <laughs> like, I'm so fucking mad right now. And I'm like, how'd you know? <laughs> it was like you were so, like, happy, bubbly, over the top, like, nice and happy. And it was like, I could tell right away this isn't... Because I'm usually a bitch. Some... <laughs> you have, like, opposite. Yeah, super out of character. Opposite what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Did you, you get laid back there? It was, it was that, like... It was just a fake. I could sense the fake. And I immediately, like, we had a connection with, like, I know right away that you're not, like, you're putting on a fake smile right now and I can tell. Which means that you must have paid a lot of attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting, watching you through the glass, <laughs> looking up from the video game. Looking at there. you through the glass. I don't know how much time has passed. I'm not editing that, editing that out. And now I know it feels like forever. I'm not singing along with you either. Okay, so um, so that was the like the beginning, beginning of us. <laughs> How much detail are you gonna give? <laughs> How much detail? Well, I think from that point we started talking more well, after work. No, but there was the tweet. Which we talked about in the first episode, if you've been following us. Yes, there was the tweet. Which we don't, yeah, it was just a simple, like, how are you, how was work, or what time did you end up getting out of their tweet? And then it turned into a text message, and then it turned into text messaging all night long. I think we finally stopped texting at, like, 3 in the morning. Yeah, it was really, really late slash So early. from, like, 10 to 3. Yeah. We were texting. And at this point, we had realized, like, and it went from a tweet of how late did you work? To, I have had a thing for you for over a year. Yeah. And didn't tell you. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Me too. Um. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we outed ourselves at that point with what we felt about each other. And then I remember waking up the next morning and realizing that we both had to work. You opened, and I was there very soon after, and I was like, I'm calling in. I, I can't show my face there. What the heck? It happened last night. There's like, no way I can face this. <laughs> like, it's easy to type it over text, but to actually see someone face to face. So what did you even, like, think when you woke up the next morning? Did you sleep? I Or were you just on a high? I was I'm, on a high, but I, I probably slept, because yeah. I can close my eyes, my superpower, yeah, closing my eyes, falling asleep immediately. No Here, let me show you. <laughs> So I can close my eyes, go to sleep. So I'm, I'm sure I slept. Um, and then you woke up the next morning. And I had to be there early because as a tech, you're there early. So I, I got there early, did like the 10 minutes of opening stuff that I had to do. And then I sat down and started surfing the web, they, you know, warm the computer up so I can play games and stuff on it all day. Right. And I can remember just like watching like the left side of the window just to wait for you to walk across and see what was going to happen. Like... I have no idea where this is going to go or what's going to happen or it was kind of that excited, nervous, heart pounding, stomach has butterflies, super anxious, super, super anxious. And then, um, I the dog. 
Yes. Oh, that's your hat. <laughs> I, got, I got my bells on. <laughs> um, and then I did walk by, and I think I said my normal... Good morning. Good morning. And I was probably like, hi. And then I almost passed out. <laughs> Head rush, heart racing. Um, but from then on, I mean, whenever you, whenever, well, I guess I won't just say whenever you were back there, we texted, but I mean, we literally texted back and forth. Constantly. Yeah. Like thousands of text messages. Yeah. Very, very grateful for unlimited text messaging yeah. plans. There, thanks, Brent. There was no, no, um, like no lead up to it either. It was literally like, I mean, yeah, we had a year lead up to it where we didn't, we both thought the same thing but we didn't know yeah and then boom it was once we both knew it was like constant there was no constant communication so yeah there was no turning back although obviously like well what was going to happen we kind of were in over our heads to begin with yeah super in over our heads because and that's the thing is it, it we just it just got away from us it was like wait a minute we can't do this we need to stop but we couldn't and we were started spending time after work and sitting in the car and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and just in talk. I mean, and and it wasn't even like, I, I mean, I don't want to say that it wasn't, it was somewhat innocent conversation too. Um, we talked a lot about our marriages and how unhappy we were and we both didn't know that we were, the other person was unhappy. So then we did. A, I did a lot of advice for him, and he did a lot of advice for me, being that he's the opposite sex, and you know, certain things to try. I think some things for you um, were like, be more open, be more understanding, don't be shut down. I'm good at shut down. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, take her out on date nights, make her feel beautiful, those kinds of things. But, and I think that we both tried the the things that the other person suggested suggested rather but it obviously takes two to have a good marriage and we quickly found out that the other person wasn't really interested in doing what was necessary and that's one of the things i learned from my parents What's that? so mom you might want to turn the volume down for about 15 <laughs> seconds if it's not going to work if one person's trying and the other one's not. And then, because with my parents, one was trying and the other one wasn't. And then it's like the tables turned and the other one started trying and then the first one didn't. So that obviously didn't work out for their marriage. Um, But I think we were just really literally living day to day. However, I do remember that we woke every morning we woke up and it was like Groundhog Day. I was on the cliff. Every morning I was like, I am done. I cannot do this anymore. It is too much for me. And you are sitting there like, seriously? Really? We just had the most amazing day. Yeah, we would. It, it would be a matter of like the previous day we would have worked like all night together. And then we would have sp- like sat in the parking lot and talked for a little bit or like gotten in one car or the other car and driven to like a park or something. And just parked in a quiet area and talked or mm-hmm. other it, things. Yeah. And, it, but then I would wake up the next morning. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. We, at this point, I don't think we had done other things. However, those other things. It's possible. Yeah. At this point. I, well, I think even 
after that point, I think that you still were on the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did notice that as far as like my, because I was really struggling with anxiety then, and I had just started a new um, anxiety medication for the first time ever. And I was super struggling. And I just remember just having you as support, even if we, when, we, when we didn't see each other, just talking and talking it out and having someone listen to me and listen to the things that were upsetting me changed my life. Like, literally, don't get your panties all excited over here, but <laughs> it's unbunching his panties. Um, but you changed my life as far as that goes. So I thank you for that. Kind of. Well, I could say the same thing about you, that you changed my life and the fact that I was not very, I was very shut down, very socially awkward with anything like that. And my role in at my previous job turned from less of just tech support and repair and stuff like that to more of like a marketing and even some public speaking and like working with groups of people. And in the end of the working there, we were teaching a class of, I think 50 people or something like that. And I had to get up in front of 50 people and talk about the company. I had the floor for five minutes and it was like without the positive reinforcement and all the building me up over that previous year and a half, I couldn't have done it. Pep talks and pep talks. Yeah. And now the kids get those pep talks. Yeah. Pep talks work. I could be a motivational speaker. You could. Totally could. Um, so that's how we got started. Let's talk about our fun outings. Or fun stuff that happened. Well, memories. Fun memories. So my one of my favorite memories is the first time I kissed you. Are you going to tell that story? I want to hear you tell that story. Sure. Now it's your turn. I have no idea what prompted it. But I just remember we were super busy in the store, and you were in the back eating, which is, you were either eating or playing video games, generally speaking. So. I would typically use every minute of my break to go in the back and just sit there and play a game on my phone or something, eat and then play a game on my phone. So you were eating, I think you had a mouthful of food, and I walked back, like I took like a bunch of deep breaths, and I was like, okay, you can do this. And I walked back with such like determination and he had food in his mouth and he like looked at me like what what's up or I mean we may have even been arguing about something I, I, I feel like we were arguing about something and I feel like I looked up like what now like what are you coming back here to say now and you just and I just kissed you on the lips like and I'm pretty sure you had food in your mouth I'm pretty sure you had ketchup like on your face I always have ketchup on my face Usually. I probably do right now yeah. there's something on my face no we don't even eat ketchup today oh. um oh yeah you did have hot dogs earlier but the sauce from the no Okay. You're, I would let you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I kissed you. And I can remember like the shock of it, and then thinking my like my like I was shocked, like it was that moment where He's everything. He's still shocked. Disappears. He can't even get a word out. And it, like looking around, like did did anyone see that? <laughs> uh, like what happened? Where, where, where am I? <laughs> Disorientation. Do you remember just the like the electricity? Yes. Whenever we kissed. Yes. This is like the mushiest, grossest. I promise you, I'm not this mushy, gross girl. Not typically, no. No, <laughs> I'm not at all. 
Um, okay, so fun outings. We went to the beach. Yes, I taught you how to skip rocks. Yeah, but that's not even the beach trip that I was talking about. Oh, you're talking about the other beach. Yeah, where we brought the blanket and we put it out and we had Chipotle for lunch. And we just laid there and talked. For a long time. A long time. And it wasn't even, like, nice weather. Yeah, it was still cold out. Um, what else did we do? Well, we went to the other beach. We walked the beach. You made me take my shoes off and put my feet in the water. I did. He didn't want to do that. And then he taught me how to skip rocks. Um, what else did we do? We went to that park a lot. Yeah. Yeah. In the dark. We knew all about that park in the dark. We went to a park that was right behind my house. <laughs> we, <laughs> the police and showed up. We were just like, nothing was happening. Literally nothing. We were just, we were literally sitting there talking. Arguing. I don't know if we were arguing or... We made a bad. I think that... I think it was that night. I had a bad night. And I drove up. I did that a lot, by the way. I lived 45 minutes away and I drove up all the time. I had a bad night and I'd walked out. Yeah. And she drove up. Because I didn't want you to be alone in the dark. And I was just walking and she picked me up. And I think that might have been the night that I walked back in the door and... Claimed me as yours? Was questioned. that I was met with, you're gone so long, so often, are you, ta- are you talking to someone else or something like that? And I was like, well, you know what? I am talking to someone else. So there was a moment. I don't know if that was that day. I'm pretty sure it, it was. could have been that day. Yeah. It was after you felt all, like, because thuggish had- because the police showed up. No, I think what had happened is you had driven down and we had spent some time together and then... I had gone home after that, and then I had the blow up, and then I left on foot and just started walking. And then I turned and around and drove, she drove all back. The way back because I was just out of control. And like I was lost. home, so it was a good yeah hour and a half in the car and pregnant. True, very true. <laughs> and it was late, and I drove forty five minutes there, forty five minutes back, forty five minutes there, and forty five minutes back for you. Because I love you so much. <laughs> and I love you for doing it. Uh, whatever. Um, what other fun? I like forgetting fun oh, But we didn't even really kind of hit on that. We were just sitting there talking and oh, yeah. lights came up and <laughs> like it, there's maybe 15 parking spots at the end of the road. And it's it really was cold. Is. So we literally did fog up the windows, but it was just with our conversation. We were just sitting there like having a conversation. All of a sudden there's a car parked facing us. And that happened before people would come up and they'd see a car parked there and think, you know, these guys are parking and they would mess with you for a little bit. So we really didn't know what was going on. And then flashlight and then police officer at the window. So it was kind of funny. And he's like, well, the park's closed. You can't really be here. So I just, I have to ask you to leave. So we didn't get in trouble, but. Yeah, it was just embarrassing. My heart was racing. Yeah, because you're not used to being questioned by the police. Um, which is it's a good like, thing. It's not like now. Right. When we're more used to having the police involved and. In... Yeah, we could, we know them by name. Um, what about the Saints game? The Saints game. So we, we had a work function that was. You had a work function. I had a work function that was marketing my company, marketing to her company. Well, marketing to companies like her company. Yep. This is when I left Sprint for a um, property management company. So we had a bunch of tickets and things like that, free tickets. So he invited me as a date. I invited her kind of as my date, and we went, and it was definitely 
super awkward for me because everyone that I worked with caught on to the fact that we were spending the whole night together and the two of us were kind of talking to other people and I was still, you know, doing my job and marketing to people there, but we were side by side the whole night. And then the way the tickets fell or something, I forget how it was, but we, we sat kind of, everyone, no one really sat in our section. Everyone stayed up at the little bar area. And so we kind of went down and sat in the section together and I was like nine months pregnant, just the two of us kind of sitting there. Yep. And everyone from the the balcony beside us looking down on us and like literally looking down at us and yelling to me and ridiculing and things like that. It was a great time. It was a great time. <laughs> I liked it when they teased you about me. Uh, imagine how awkward it would have been that when you and your soon-to-be ex-wife went to whatever function that was together and they're like, oh... She is here, and he was with a different girl. <laughs> and I, yeah, I think that there was one more function after that. Yeah. Um. What else? Where else have we gone? The back room at Sprint was a good. One. <laughs> the hallway. The hallway. In the mall. Yep. We did go to another similar out, like party birthday party outing or something. So it was someone's birthday at the bar, and everyone went. Hey. And that is I, Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, no, this was oh. this was JC's. Mm. And so we all... I got out of the house and drove down, and we met up there. But no one knew we were together. We were just kind of together. Well, some people did. We were together, but not together. So it was kind of an awkward... But Buffalo moment. Wild Wings! That is actually... Yeah, that was a little bit more of, more of a story, because that was... That was a sprint get-together. That was a sprint get-together, and it was early on. Very early on. It was pro- It was before I found out I was pregnant with this, my sweet summer child because I had a drink that night. Yeah. So it was super early. It was. It must have been... I had a couple of drinks that night, too. Yeah, he was a couple sheets to the wind before I even got there. So we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, and his children were there, as well as his wife. And a bunch of other people that we worked with. And and I knew that you were coming and I was trying to save a seat next to me so you could sit next to me. And she was sitting across from me. So I thought it'd be like I wanted you to sit next to me. And it didn't work out like that because the table was like pushed up against the, the, the wall. There was a ton of people there too. Yeah. So I ended up sitting in between his soon-to-be ex-wife and Kid Flash. And... Kid Flash and I played on the little tablet thing that they had there. Um, and I guess, like, we talked and I drank because, hello. And we texted back and forth and it was super awkward. Um, and he was drunk. And I think at that point, like, I was tipsy. Well, I was nervous. And so I kept drinking and kept drinking. And, and then he paid for my drink, which was super gentlemanlike in front of your wife. And then, at some point in time, we, he had come over to my side of the table, and we were just sitting there. I took, I took him, took Kid Flash to the bathroom. Was that what it was? I took him to the bathroom, and then we came back, and I sat, kind of, I sat in his spot. Yeah. And he kind of was down with the, there were other kids there now, so he went down and played with the other kids. 
And we got into a conversation about something, and we, I guess, forgot that when we have a conversation, it was like the rest of the world went away. It, it was like something that made zero sense, and it was like just us in this conversation, and we were both joking about something, and we were on the same page, and it was just like magical back and forth. And it was like I don't remember talking it. as fast as we could, and it was like we were getting louder and louder and louder and the rest of the restaurant wasn't even there and we were just like i'm sure people were looking at us yeah for sure and we were just laughing at each other and it was just like lost in each other's eyes and then all of a sudden she well i can remember like we were both kind of talking with our hands and you grabbed my hands we were like holding hands talking to each other and then she realized what was going on (laughs) And she, like, said something to snap us out of it. Like, wait, what, what? Where are we? <laughs> and then and then we all left because my uh, now ex-husband was making dinner at home. So I was just supposed to come for a quick drink. And you guys left. And, and you were like, I'll walk you guys out. And so I did. And it was and dark. And I was worried about you driving because I had a driver and you didn't. Yeah, well, I was But you I- were only, like... A block down the road. Yeah, really close to home. And I asked for him to come get me, but he wouldn't come get me. Um, But I gave hugs to the kids and her. And then I gave you a hug and I kissed you. And like, then I whispered way too loudly like a drunk person whispers. I just kissed you in front of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You know, and I think just really quick here. I have to do like a kind of like a an interjection. Um, I don't begin to understand the pain and that I know this is me a downer, <laughs> the pain and so on that we caused during the time that we had an affair. Um, I'm sure that it was. Devastating. Yeah, I'm. I know it was devastating for everybody involved, um, and it was selfish of us to remain in marriages that we were not happy in. We had our reasons, and us telling these stories is for literally for entertainment purposes only. It's not to. We're not rubbing it in anyone's face. Yeah, we're not trying to make it seem like we're better or that we this is hilarious and and everything because. At the end of the day, I completely understand the devastation that extramarital affairs cause people. So that's my little disclaimer. Disclaimer is that I'm I'm not heartless at all. I can completely see it from the um, the other side. But I mean, this is an entertaining podcast, and if you don't want to hear about our affair, then you can turn it off at this point in time. You shouldn't have been listening this far, I don't think, correct? I would say that that's correct, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's, for anybody that's been touched by that kind of thing, it's, I mean, I've been cheated on. But things went on in our own marriages. I mean, our spouses were not at all innocent. Not that it's, it's any kind of an excuse, but. Not that it, we're saying it's their fault. Not that we're saying it's our fault. It takes two. Yeah. We went to, as my mom put it, a long, long time ago, even before um, I told my ex-husband about our affair, my mom said that people do not have affairs. 
if they're happy. Everybody gets led to that. And obviously, like, we didn't just have an affair to have an affair. Like, we fell in love. As disgustingly gross as that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not a mushy person. Sometimes I am. That's true, though. What? That we did. We fell in love. We did. We were in love. <laughs> we were past, past tense. <laughs> Are you breaking up with me on the podcast? Uh, yeah, in front of thousands of people. Um, Literally thousands of people. I know. I've seen the stats. I know. It's impressive. I know. I get it. Hashtag stay together for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to break me? <laughs> okay, so there we go. I had to see my disclaimer because we're going to talk about something that is a huge sore spot for a certain someone that probably isn't listening because if he was, he would have told me by now. He knows about the podcast. He does. Yep, yep, yep. Because you told me today that you spoke about it. I did. And it sounded like his reaction might have implied that he knows about it. He knew about it. Um, Okay. So, our special request today was... But before we get there, real quick... Okay. It's hot in here. We... Are the champions. Yes, <laughs> friends. So, we... And we'll... The, we're kind of skipping a chunk, and I'm, I'm guessing that this probably deserves its own chunk of time, but where we're, to, where we're going to go to in this discussion is mm. post me... Post-apocalypse. Basically. Post me saying that I wanted a divorce. And yes. Okay. So, okay. So, quickly touch on that. So, basically, so let's, for your timeline for all of you people that are following this. So, September 25th was the day, 2014 was the day, night, that we started talking like we we knew via text message that we both had the same feelings for each other tweet tweet to the text night yep september 25th yep september 25th now the end of august 2015 was when i opened up my big mouth in the middle of a fight and finally owned up to my affair and the nitty-gritty details at that point in time um he told her and she found out and then charlie and her fought and fought as you would expect and He decided that he wanted nothing to do with me anymore. I felt pressure and it was basically, it comes back to the fact that I shut down. I shut down my feelings. I shut down everything I wanted. Basically like dug myself in a hole and said, okay, I'll just live unhappy for the rest of my life. And they agreed to work on their marriage and go to marriage counseling in exchange for never speaking to me again. 
And... So I faked it. So you say. I faked it. This is a... if So you're going to realize that this is a super, super sore spot for me. It is a very sore spot for you. So I faked it. <laughs> I'm just sitting here with my mouth open. I'm just angry. I'm still angry. I know that you're angry. I just don't understand how you could have taken a whole entire year... Because I shut down all of my feelings. And actually, now that I think about it, um, he found out in August. But then we continued for a little bit longer because I remember... Like another month. Yeah, because I remember in September of 2015, we celebrated our one-year anniversary in a hotel. And it was like a week after that. Yes, about a week. Yes, about a week after that. And... So, yeah, so maybe the beginning of October, or like? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, maybe even a little bit further in October, because I do remember on Halloween you did message me out of the blue because we weren't speaking. Now, when I said that we weren't speaking, I literally mean he decided that we were not going to talk anymore, or she decided it. And he, like, deleted me off the face of the earth. He would not answer my phone calls. He routed everything to the his voicemail deleted items all of his yeah all my emails went to deleted items i tried calling from other phone numbers i mean i went crazy crazy girl because i was like no i would arrive at work and you'd be parked in the parking lot waiting for me (sighs) now i sound like a stalker and then i would do whatever i could to try to sneak in the door because i knew i knew that if i if we started talking again that it was going to be all over again and I think part of me was scared of what that next step was because I had always thought that it's impossible. It's it's that if I had chosen us, that you wouldn't have chosen us, and that I would be alone. Yeah. And that was one of my biggest fears. Um. I just wouldn't accept the fact that you were done. I just. I needed the closure. Like, even if you were done, I told you a long time ago that that if that made you happy, then I would support you. But I needed the closure. And I couldn't give you that closure because it wasn't the answer. It wasn't, it didn't make me happy. It was just me falling into line and saying, I'll do what I can to keep things the way they are. And you guys went on dates. Tried to do, like, walks and talks and things like that. You did a podcast. Started a podcast. We started a podcast. Um, I kind of followed you. Anonymously. Yep. Stalkerville. And. And I figured that out right away. Shut up. And we don't need to talk about that. And, um, I pined after you. I mean, and I tried, I figured I'd take, and you sent me these awful emails. Like I never. I hope you find happiness, and I never loved you, and I know that it was just manipulation, and we were just a high, and I, I mean, I, I get that it's in the past and everything, but it's just so, still so, I mean, I called you over and over and over again, and you didn't answer, like, it was just awful, 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 so, I mean. And it's to the point that you had found one of those emails that I had written, and I don't even remember the email. Yeah. That it's like that whole period of time in my mind is gray. Yeah. 
Well, and there was constant fighting, and there was, you know, her, obviously she was fighting you and finding details of things and going back and, you know, so on and so forth. And and then I was like, well, how, how does he not think about me? How did we go from, like, thousands of messages and seeing each other multiple times a day to nothing for a whole entire year, 365-plus days, to nothing? And it was just devastating to me. And then we kind of, I kind of came to terms with that, like, okay, it's done, whatever. Well, we still had a job to do because you worked really closely with me on my property that I worked for. And obviously, like, I could have given you up, but I still kept you in my back pocket. And I remember calling you for something completely unrelated to us and then just kind of diving into a conversation and you sound like a completely different person. Like, you just sounded so defeated and so, like, weak. And yeah, it was really, a, you know, so we talked for a while. just kind of catching up. And you told me how happy you were and how you look forward to going home all the time and how counseling was working so well for you. And I was like, wow, that's great. I definitely at that point thought that if I put on a happy face and made things seem like they're okay, that it would give you that closure you needed. Your mom even messaged me. And told me to just leave you be, that you were happy, and I just needed to get over that part of my life. And I think at that time, I know that one of the requirements that was put upon me when I made that decision was that I had to call my mom and talk to her and tell her everything. So I remember calling her and talking for a really long time like I, I walked there's were pathways like hiking trails behind the townhome I lived in and I can remember walking for hours and just talking with her there well she knew because we all went to the zoo yeah and on one of her visits out here we I had the day off and we were gonna we were planning something and my ex was at work and I was gonna take the kids to the zoo and he wanted me to meet his mom. We had messaged together and arranged for her to meet us at the zoo. How did we do that? We told her. She knew. Oh, it was planned ahead. Like, And your ex wanted it to happen because it was like, you need to see these two together and see what you think. And my mom immediately was like, there's more going on to this than what they're leading on to. Yeah. So, um... So then we kind of started talking again around Thanksgiving time, a little bit before Thanksgiving. So, I mean, it wasn't a totally a long time, but it was like um, October, part of November that we weren't talking. And you guys were in counseling and we started talking and you were completely like defeated. It had completely, like, broken me down. It took, yeah, like, I didn't even know you anymore. I used to say that, too. Like, I don't know who you are. All of the the work, like I had mentioned earlier, all of that boosting and confidence-building stuff that you've done to me prior to that was gone. Was it really? Completely gone. Really? And I think that I I picked it back up. I learned, relearned how to be myself again quickly after that. Yeah. As we started, the more we started talking. Hmm. Um, 
So we started talking, and I remember you would not be alone with me. You refused. You're like, we can talk on the phone, but I will not. I cannot be alone with you. Because I knew that I couldn't control myself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not laughing at what you said. I'm, looking, I'm laughing at the look on your face when you said that. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that in front of thousands of people. Um, but the, I did convince you to be alone with me. To talk. And we met at my house and we were sitting on the couch and it was super awkward. And I think that I had brought or picked up food on the way or something. Yeah. I had Wendy's. I like took an hour lunch and grabbed food and dropped in. And it was like we were sitting on opposite ends of the couch. The sectional couch. With this like a space in between us. Right. And I was real awkward. Super awkward. But we were talking and it was nice and I was telling you all the reasons that I was super upset. With you. And you were taking responsibility and telling me that... Whatever you were telling me. And then, all of a sudden, like, out of the blue... I jumped up and was halfway on top of her, and I was just... Like, it was just crazy kisses. Like... Like, in that moment, nothing had happened. Like, I, like in my mind, at that point, I had erased the last, like, month and a half or two months. And you just needed to... Touch me. Kiss me. And that was like... It, it wasn't even really more than that. It was just that snapped me out of it. Why do you look like you're in tears? <laughs> I'm not in tears. Don't lie. I'm not. Come on, we promised we wouldn't lie on our podcast. I'm not lying. I'm not almost in tears. You are totally going to almost in tears. That's okay. You want to hold my hand? But that snapped me out of that. Snapped me out of that funk. I was out of that. Like it was mm. like I was in a depression in that, that, in that glimpse. Like I was in that moment. I was yes. normal in that moment. But then there were other times when you. So we met at like another day, and I think I had asked. I was, like I asked my my famous quote, which is. What do you want? And you had no answer for me. Like, you're like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. What I, want. I have no idea. And... I was living day by day. Like, moment by moment. Well, and I was kind of feeling used and taken advantage of. Because I was like, wait a minute. But you're you're going home and not talking to me at all. Because you don't want to get caught. Pretending that I don't even exist. So where does that leave us? Yeah. And I was not a happy camper. Because nobody puts baby in the corner. Um... But then you went to New York for Christmas, which I was super stressed out about. Because we were basically at that point back to talking. But you hadn't told me that you love me. You would not admit that you love me. I don't know if that was Until a commitment thing week. or... Well, right. Until that week, though. And I can remember when we had that conversation and I was like, of course I love you and I've always loved you and I never stopped loving you. I just couldn't bring myself to say it. I couldn't bring myself to to put myself back in that mode that we were in before where it felt like we were there, but what's what's next? Like, where are we going from here? I don't know. But my feelings had never changed through the process. And then you went to New York. And I, it was actually a long trip to New York. Yes. And we actually didn't do a bad job with the communication while I was in New York. Mm-hmm. 
we actually, I was able to sneak in phone calls and I was able to video call me from the video bathroom. <laughs> like we Skyped. While he was in the shower. I took some really long showers while I was there <laughs> and spent a lot of time in the bathroom. Yeah. Your family is like the which, sky. Which is more than I normally spend in the bathroom, right. which is a significant amount of time as is. Yeah. But we made it work and then New Year's Eve maybe there was an argument um, I can't even remember the terms of the argument I think she was drunk I, I, I probably involved her drinking yeah and it was a matter of her wanting to be physical there and I was like no, that's not going to happen. And then there was an argument and an argument and an argument. And it basically came to the point where I said, I'm done. I don't want this anymore. I want a divorce. Like, I can't do this another day. I can't do this another moment. I want out. I'm done. And then I can... That made for an awkward drive home. I can remember that. And I can remember actually, like, rolling over and falling asleep afterwards. And waking up the next morning and trying to act normal around my parents and her dad was with us, so... Where did her dad stay? That's a good question. It's not, it's not far enough in the past where I shouldn't have forgotten this already. In the computer room? In the living room? Uh, he must have stayed in the living room or something, I don't remember. In the computer room, maybe? I can't remember. In the air magic? But we um, we had an awkward few days before we left, which fortunately it was New Year's Eve and we left like on the 2nd or something like that. So it was a couple days of awkwardness there and then a very awkward drive home. And then I got home and we kind of discussed it a little bit. Like, what's the next step? What are we going to do? And I was like, well, I don't want to live here. I want to I want to be gone. I don't want to be in the same house as you. And... I needed somewhere well, to go. Well, she was impossible to live with at that point in time. It, it was, yeah, it, it made things, it made me being in the house a thousand times worse than it was on a day-to-day basis. So. Which is saying something. I needed somewhere to go. And I had the brilliant, beyond brilliant idea that he should just move in with me. Well, for a few, for a week, I, I had left and I had a little bit of money saved up. And I was staying in hotels for a short period of time. Mm-mm. And I was hotel hopping. No, you weren't. Remember, because we sat down and we talked about it. We tried to get you a good deal and we couldn't find you one. And that's when I decided you were going to move with me. Okay, so the hotel hopping was after. after. Yes. So... I made that decision. It was an executive decision made as the non-head of the household. And I had made that decision and offered it prior to talking to the head of the household. And I was like, there's no way he's going to go for this. There's, it's just not, there's, there's not a chance. Like, it's not even a viable option because he's going to say no. I thought I had one more convincing. Now, by the way, he thought that we weren't speaking to each other. He had no idea that we were talking again. Like, he thought it was done, it was over with, which it was, as far as I had known. 
until a couple weeks before that. <coughs> Excuse me. So not only was he shocked with this, like, Finally, he wants we're to move in with us. Yeah, we're also talking again. So I have not the nearest clue how I convinced him. I remember it was a phone conversation. And... I can remember it coming back to, like, if anyone needed a place to stay, you would let them stay. Like... Right. And I think that was... And he knows I'm a bleeding heart, and I would probably have let, like, a homeless person stay with me. I'm just kidding. You know I wouldn't have. But if I didn't have kids, maybe. But... So we put him up in the baby's room. The stipulation was that he only could stay for a week, and he couldn't... He, like... My ex-husband did not want to see Charlie at all, which was fine because Charlie worked really early in the day and he worked in the evenings. And so by the time he got home, Charlie was usually sleeping. Yes. Around the time he would get home, typically my goal would be to already be in bed. Um, But as it it worked on and worked on, though, you started to want me to be up. Yeah. Well, because it was just, I mean, my marriage was over and I knew that. I knew that from, I had known that for a long time it was just trying to get out of my marriage every time i said i was leaving i basically was met with a no you're not going anywhere if you go i'm gonna turn off your check card i'm going to turn off your phone i'm gonna tell the authorities that you're a horrible mother and you're a drug addict which i'm not by the way um you won't even take pain pills correct when you need them i know i just don't like putting stuff like that in my body i do I know you do. Um, so, I knew my marriage was over. So, it was kind of like, well, what do I have to lose? And Charlie obviously needed a place to stay. And, but it was just like, yeah, I wanted him to be awake. I didn't want, I hated, just, I don't even know. It was the same situation as you. It was just not uncomfortable, always. So, some of the fun things I can remember <laughs> from this time period. Well, first of all, you moved in right around my birthday. So you got back from New York on the 2nd. My birthday was on the 5th. And you were living there, I remember, on the 4th. Because I was off the 4th and the 5th. Yeah. Or the 5th and the 6th or something like that. And we watched a movie for my birthday. And we had cake. And it was all of us. Yes. All three of us. What movie did we watch? He wanted to watch something that I had never even heard of. And and then he was mad because I didn't want to watch it. And I'm like, it's my birthday. I want to watch what I want to watch. I don't remember what we watched. I thought we watched Star Trek. Maybe. I definitely don't want to watch that either, but I was just trying to be nice. But, um, I mean, we watched movies other nights, or we would play Mario Kart together. Yeah, we had a really good time playing Mario Kart. And we were just silly. He'd grill for you and stuff. But again, he had no idea that it would have been a completely different kind of thing if he had known. A different vibe. However... <laughs> There was one day when um, he had run out to get his, ooh, our sign's falling down. He had run out to get his hair cut, and he, I was going to take a shower, and it was the weekend, and I was getting in the shower, and I was undressed, and Charlie was in the bathroom talking to me, and he, literally talking to me, I mean, there was nothing else going on, and he... Walked out into the living room for some reason, and then I happened to come out into the living room as well, right before I, like, I was waiting for the shower to warm up, and my ex-husband was standing there in the living room, and as I'm walking out, butt 
naked. And, and I have this like deer in the headlights look. Like yeah. I couldn't even move. I remember just standing there, like I don't know what and to do. And giving me this look, like don't go I, away. I don't know get, what to get, say. Get. And I can remember I just went and sat down on the couch, and pretended like you didn't even know me, and buried myself into the phone. And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, ex-husband, thank you. I'm so glad you're home." And then I like called him into the bathroom and made up some weird story about what I needed him for, and. And this, that's that, and the other thing. And, and he believed it. It sounds like a spider story. Yeah, well, I think it was. Like, I need you because there's a spider in the shower and now it's gone. Um, but then I, at that point in time, I told him that you were gay. And I know I got a lot of really strange looks from him afterwards. Like, that definitely put a different spin on the whole awkward thing. Yeah. Well, and you, I was afraid to tell you. It was that same sort of scenario. You're like, I have a, I made an executive decision. Because I was like, how did you get us out of that? There's no way you got us out of that. Right. He was expecting the punch, like him to come out of the bathroom and kill him. And it wasn't like, that was, that was my gut reaction as to what was going to happen. And then after that, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to stay here. Like I was brainstorming places to go or where to go or where to live or what. Like I, he just caught us red handed. His wife is butt naked in the bathroom. How are we gonna get out of this? And I, yeah, I told him you were gay. I told him actually the conversation was that you thought you were gay, and you were feeling very awkward about it. Embarrassed. Embarrassed, and that I was a cover up. For your, for your gayness and trying to see whether or not you were still attracted to me. Which in that, that didn't just cover for that moment. That covered for like, in his mind, I think it was like, well, the affair really meant nothing then if he's gay. Right. Um, and that was exactly what he was thinking. And so that kind of gave us kind of free reign to snuggle in bed together. Yeah, if I was having like a bad moment, like a an I miss my kids moment, mm-hmm. and it happened daily, nightly, yep, that she would come in and lay down on in bed with me and be like, just relax. And I'm like, what are you doing? You can't be in yeah. here. Yeah, so that, he wasn't relaxed because again, he was expecting the door to be broken down. Is, is the baby monitor turned on? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> He did say the funniest thing in the whole entire world, though, when we were all hanging out together. <laughs> I feel like it was, like, post-movie or post, like, Mario Kart. We had been, yeah, and he had been drinking, and... we were, It was like we were all tired, and... Slap happy, like, now. Yeah, just giggly. <laughs> and he, like, I don't even remember, like, what... It, we were talking about, like, public restrooms or something, like, public restroom etiquette or something, about... It had something to do with, I think, how... Men pull their pants all the way down, and how women only pull oh, their pants sure. down to their knees. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so as a woman, when I sit down on the toilet, I pull my pants down to like my thighs. Okay, so the, the bare minimum. Men, however, every man that I've ever seen in the bathroom pulls their pants down to the damn floor, and I don't understand that. So we were talking about like what is the what is the benefit there. Of having your pants all the way off of your legs when you're pooping. It makes no sense to me. Do you do that in public restrooms? Why do you do it? 
And then he said... <laughs> well, we were kind of joking back and forth, and it was like, well... And I think I said, well, sometimes I just take my pants right off. And then his response to that was, I take mine and I throw them over the stall door. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the funniest thing we'd ever heard. Like, all three of us just, like, busted out laughing and just, like, it was, like, hysterical. And he is socially awkward, more so than you are. And so he thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like, we had a moment. And so, much to his dismay, he found out that you're not actually gay. Which... Eventually. Yeah. Or, I mean, are you? I'm definitely not. I know. Okay, just making sure. No, I... I know. I'm pretty sure you know. Oh, I know. Okay. (laughs) Glad you know. And if I didn't know, will you show me one more time? (laughs) I will. Okay. More than once. Um... (laughs) So, yeah. So we lived together for a while. Quite a while. And then there was one night that we stayed in a hotel together. There was a fight. Yeah. The, the two of you had gotten into a fight. So then we went to a hotel together. And that was the first night we'd slept together, I think. Like... The whole night. Yeah, like actually physically sleeping next to each other. And he made the weirdest noises, you guys. Like, I can't even explain it to you. And he's never reproduced these noises. So it's like, it's so bizarre. And he, for some reason, thinks this never happened. But I was like, like, you know how we were talking in the first episode about how you have these things sometimes in relationships where you're like, I could live with that. Or maybe I can't live with that. Or does the positive outweigh the negative? Well, this is one of those things. The only thing that I've ever actually had. Well, actually, there was one other thing. <laughs> but we don't have to get into that here. <laughs> but, um, which you corrected. And... I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know. No. You're already self-conscious about it as it is. But anyways. Um, so, he made these really weird noises as he fell asleep. And I don't know what his deal was. But he's never done it again, thank God. So. I had to have been, like, head stuffed up or nose stuffed up or something. Yeah, it had to have been due to an illness because we have slept in the same bed now for... Months. Months and months, and I haven't done it again, so... But, yes, that was fun. And then there was another time when your ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, disappeared. Yes. And we stayed in our hotel then... Yeah, we spent hours and hours trying to figure out what to do, like planning, and then we just jumped and found a place for the kids to go because... We had to go to Rochester. I had the kids with me. Yeah, because she was in Rochester. You were at her house with the kids that weekend. She was out of town. Oh, yes. She went out of town and I told me that home, I could... I was at home, and he was happy that you were not there... And then all of a sudden you showed up at like 9 o'clock because we were going to go to Rochester to find her. And then we disappeared and went and tried to find her. Yeah, but and they, we, people we, knew where we were. We literally... It was pouring rain. We were exhausted and we got a hotel. We drove around till like 1.30 in the morning. And at 1.30 in the morning we gave up the search and got a place to stay and just... Which in hindsight, it's like, who cares? Like, why do we even drive down there? Yeah. Who really cares? I think the only reason is because we did not want to explain to your kids why she died. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? She's an adult. She just needs to make her own, her own choices. But... In hindsight. That day, the next day after that trip, was... um, I think he had said, you can't stay there anymore. He was done sharing his house. And 
And then I had begged him again to let you stay. And that was the kiss of death for our relationship. At that point, he was like, no, you know what? If you're not going to, if you're going to beg for him, I can't do this anymore. And then at the same time, I was like, thank God, finally you're letting me off the hook. But I still struggle with it and I don't even want to go there yet because I'm not ready to to go there yet I don't think I not I don't miss him but I do miss not miss isn't really the answer but I think like obviously my family you know having my boys with me all the time full time yeah so but that was the end of that and then we you and I kind of lived in hotels for a while a week or two he didn't kick me out I didn't stay there very much. Which actually it was a nice I could have I could have started a blog on local hotels. Sure you still could. We still know lots about good hotels. Um hotel food is awesome. And when did we get the deal? We were snuggly. It was fun. It was it was fun. It definitely was sick of being in a hotel. Yeah. Like to the point where it's like, I don't know if I ever want to like take a vacation and sleep in a hotel again. Right. Well, we did on the way back from New York, and it wasn't even, or on the way to New York, and it wasn't even fun. Yeah, it wasn't fun. So, so yeah, you moved out definitely at that point in time. And, and then from that point, we basically started talking about what we were going to do. I had looked at a couple of apartments where I was going to go. Well, when you looked at those apartments, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to leave him because I was too scared. I could to, I to could tell that you were the subject again. Well, every time I brought like the one time he one time I brought it up and he told me he was gonna kill me. Yeah, and you had recorded some of that. I still have the recordings. Um. So. so the original plan was for me to get an apartment. There was an apartment that was probably a mile away from where the kids were, and I I had budgeted in that I could afford the two bedroom apartment there. So I'd have a place for the kids, a place for me. It wouldn't be so bad. Um, I don't think that it was the nicest area, area, nicest neighborhood, Yeah. but I could make do with it. Um, and then we, I think actually you brought up the idea of, well, what if we got an apartment together? What if we went for something larger? Well, I even considered getting an apartment in the same apartment community like your mom did with her now husband. Where we would be close, but not living together. Living yeah. together. And we kind of weighed back and forth different options. And then we started basically aggressively at that point looking at some larger houses and well, townhomes. And, the, I, I had a, and he won't ever admit this, but I got the blessing from him because he was like, well, why don't you guys just move in together? Doesn't that make more sense? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess it does make more sense. I kind of got the blessing from him. But the other thing about the apartments was my kids, or, well, not so much the youngest, but my older son was used to living in a house where there was a backyard. And so I was like, okay, well, he's not choosing for his mommy and his daddy to be away from each other. He's not choosing for his mommy and daddy to get a divorce. So I don't think it's very fair that he has to... To take that away from him. Right. Which is why. Wow, Joker. <laughs> it's, it's warm in here. I just took my shirt off. I forgot who I am. 
<laughs> it's too noisy to run the air conditioner. Did you want to take your pants off? Too? <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. Shorts. Shorts. Oh, wait. So you didn't want to take the backyard away from him, which actually I lived in a townhome, uh-huh. but it was an end townhome. It sure was. <laughs> <laughs> but it had a yard. Uh-huh. Like there was a decent sized side yard there. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Those are nice. Where did you get those? Continue. I don't remember what I was talking <laughs> about. Well, guys, uh, so concludes the fourth episode of The Joker and the Queen. I am Queen Brienne. And I am Charlie, the Joker. And I'm going to bed. Are you going to bed? Uh-huh. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Hope everyone has a great night. Goodbye.